Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. I am your host, Ian Hand, obviously. Well, what a day. I only spent like five seconds on the headphones. Don't really like hearing my own voice. wonder how you guys feel about hearing your own voice. So, we are enjoying the first couple of days of spring. I hope we are. The day I'm recording, it's actually raining, so that's kind of nice. Hopefully, by the time you guys are listening to this, that the rain is nothing but a bitter memory, and we actually have those nice 60-degree days that the weatherman has promised us. One can only hope, though, so I'm crossing all my fingers and toes that actually can physically cross itself. Ooh, that was pretty rough right there. Sorry about that little noise. So, we're basically going to just do a little bit of an update stuff. Like I said about about a couple weeks ago, I completely missed the show because uh, I didn't take advantage of the overall pre-recording aspect of this lovely station we have here. So, we're now in full force and we're going to uh, make sure I can catch up on everything else I wanted to catch up on. So, I'm sorry this might be a little bit of like a, this was two weeks ago, Ian, what the hell? I'm sorry. I'm just going to do my best to... uh, Really kind of reel y'all in and try to get some stuff going. So we are officially starting spring. Um, I can't wait. Really excited about the uh, idea that spring is upon us. Tired of all that damn snow. I think I'm actually good on snow for about three years. So hopefully I get a nice job somewhere warm so I can just pre-record from here and be like, hey, you might be in Indiana, but it's nice where I'm at. Ha 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 ha. And just laugh at you guys from afar. That's the overall dream is to always laugh at people who are in cold weather. That's why I laugh at the South whenever they have like that random snowstorm and they're like, oh, no, it's a national emergency and shit. And they're like, and I'm like, well, it's just another day here in the Midwest for us, so. I don't really feel that too bad about when we had to shut things down. So, in terms of news, well, as the world um, heals from the New Zealand massacre, I just want to say to everybody, I know this doesn't probably mean much, but thoughts and prayers to uh, those affected by the, uh, uh, the, the, um, the, by the shooting. Um, you guys will heal, and if there's anything else... That we should do or be able to do. um, We would love to help you all out. It's It's a shame. And for a country that doesn't have that many mass shootings because of their very tight gun laws. It just showcases that gun laws are just something that eventually someone's going to try to get around. But I think the fact that they're tightening their gun laws and realizing that guns are a problem. is kind of a nice idea, a nice mentality to realize that. Oh, it's not the gun's fault. Like, our really stupid, broken system in our country. I'm not getting political. I'm just getting straight up saying that the NRA are a bunch of bullies, and I think it's time that we take them down. And honestly, I thought it was super cool that uh, Senator Cortez basically just yelled at them, saying, what are your thoughts and prayers going to do? You don't care about people getting killed in these mass shootings. Which I think is actually a pretty fair statement to say, um, but I'm not going to go into any of that about gun control or anything. I just want to let you guys know that I hear a person who is very neutral on the whole gun control, on on the gun control in general. I just want to let you know that your thoughts and prayers are with me, and I just really hope that we can heal. I... um, was about to uh, actually convert to Islam myself recently about a couple years ago, and 
a big thing that stopped me was the overall prejudice of it, and it was just something I didn't want it really affecting my life, so it was actually very cowardice on my end. So I just wanted to let you guys know that I know how it could be to be denounced for your religion, and I think that no longer being part of an organized religion has been very freeing for me, even though I have a very close relationship with God still. It just showcases that it's really hard out there for you guys, and I don't want to ever, ever feel like that we should ever judge anyone from any religion. Like that one New Zealand politician jerk who got egg on his face from our Nash, or our new internet hero, Egg Boy. Egg Boy, if you don't know, was a 17-year-old boy who literally just went up to a politician while he was talking about how it was the Muslims' fault for um, the actual terrorist attack in New Zealand because he's just that swell of a guy. And Egg Boy came up and pelted him right in the back of the head with an egg, and that was it. And then this great politician that we got that got 19 votes <laughs> and got elected for it started to actually attack this kid over an egg. He he noticed it was a kid and he still went after him, which I thought was just absolutely just showcasing just how much of a terrible person this guy is. Awesome. Then he was tackled to the ground by some other white nationalists in New Zealand. And then basically the police came around and he was basically like, hey, it's bacon for the eggs and passed out. Then the cops just released him on zero charges because it was an egg. And the kid basically it just showcases just how much uh, how unpopular this politician was that somehow got elected with 19 votes. I think it was like some weird mix up that the guy who actually won, like, you know, all the votes turned out to be like not actually from a New Zealand. So that was kind of screwed up. That this guy with like 19 votes actually got in because the other guy was a liar, which really shows a lot about this um, screwed up uh, system that we have. It's like, okay, next time, make sure you have more than just one or two people uh, running for uh, office. Because you don't want the one guy to get like the 1% of the votes to be the guy who is now in because of crazy shit. But anyway, so after the the fact of that, um, Egg Boy turned out to be uh, a really nice kid for the humble age of 17, where we probably think most teenagers these days are actual, just stupid. And he was doing it for fun. He was, but he was more so just doing it for the fact that he wanted to showcase that this guy was a complete idiot. And uh, Muslims aren't terrorists. Terrorism doesn't have a religion. And he was a very profound 17 year old boy, but he also said not to have anyone follow in his footsteps because um, he joked about it saying that like, you know, you'll get attacked by like 30 bogans, which I guess is like um, the uh, Australian equivalent of like redneck or just stupid guy. So, yeah, don't get attacked by no bogans, everyone out there. So saith the egg boy. There was also a GoFundMe page that was uh, raising about $50,000 that has well reached past its goal. The last I saw of it was that it was close to 60000 and I don't know if they actually stopped uh, donating. I don't know if they're still going with it, but who knows? It was uh, for legal fees and, uh, and also in a joking uh, remark, it was for more eggs so he can throw at people. Then he turned out that he was like going to give away most, if not all, the money that was raised for him to the uh, victims of the mosque shooting in New Zealand, which demonstrates again just how great of a kid this guy is and is probably one of the best person people of 2019 so far, which is really sad when like... You have, like, politicians and celebrities doing questionably racist and just all-around stupid shit. And with the first, 
you know, after this really horrible massacre, that politicians should probably be stepping up, which the New Zealand uh, government is actually, the parliament is actually doing with the prime minister, basically showcasing that this guy is not going to be named and he's going to remain anonymous because we don't want to give him any power or any um, notoriety. Honestly, I don't know this guy's name, and I'm really happy I don't. And, I mean, I don't know how he looks. I mean, he looks like a generic white dude. I think he's bald. I don't know. That's how, like, anonymous this guy is, and I really, really like that. Unlike, you know, every other mass shooting shooter we get, we have to, like, get the whole Times story about the guy or the Rolling Stone article about him. Basically getting the notoriety that he wanted. He wanted that notoriety. And that's the thing I think a lot of governments, I think, should be implementing is that Maybe we just shouldn't give him any power or anything to stand on. It's just a thought, but I mean, I don't know. I think there are talks about it, and I think that we, I am full on for not giving people like that any power. So I'm happy that, you know, that's going on. So besides that, an egg boy, 2019's been pretty much a shit show so far. Hopefully that that will change. And hopefully with the uh, upcoming um, elections and just overall shaking things up, we might have some uh, new changes and new uh, priorities and stuff. I'm very excited to see how the world's going to be. Hopefully it doesn't set on fire and I have to retract that statement a couple uh, months later. Or, hell, even a couple weeks later. I don't want to come up here next week and be like, well, guys, I should never talk again. <laughs> but if I do, one lucky winner who is listening right now, I will buy you a Coke of any flavor. Yeah, you heard me right. <laughs> so, I will state this that again to all the victims of the mass of that mass shooting, you're uh you're you are in my prayers. I uh hope that we can overcome and hopefully that the uh tighter gun restrictions might help out from preventing this in the future. And I just really hope that America I just really wish America would take a page from that handbook. Speaking of uh taking from handbooks, why did America take such a long freaking time to uh, ground uh, the Boeing 737 things after, like, two big accidents happened? Um, this is just something ridiculous. It just showcases how it just makes us look stupid and inept, and I completely don't know where to go with start on that, but I'm not going to spend much time on it, but I'm happy we finally grounded the Boeing 737. And I hope if I ever fly, I'm never on anything Boeing made. Because that's how terrified I am of Boeing now. I've never flown in my life, but now I know Boeing is a, just a, an ominous freaking company name. That's on them. Don't reward... And then the guy got like a, what, a $25 million raise? Like, for what? What did you do? <laughs> Those $25 million could have went into, you know, repairing the plane or properly maintaining it. Or, now on a more morbid note, could have paid for the funerals of the 157 people who now are in a plane crash. But yeah, that's what we need, is another rich guy to get richer. That's exactly the priority that we should be focusing on. But I'm tired of being mad about serious things. You didn't come here for actual stuff. If you want to get mad about serious stuff, watch cable news. Fox News is going to tell you to hoard your meat because there's a vegetarian guy running for public office. Ian Hand is going to get you mad about comic books and movies. So how about we do that? So a lot of people have seen Captain Marvel, and a lot of people have 
basically been very mixed about it. And I will say this, that the movie does look interesting, but I feel like that there's just a lot of unnecessary controversy surrounding it. And I think the controversy from me is a comp- is a little bit different, so I kind of want to extend an olive branch to it. So the main controversy is the fact that Brie Larson went all like, oh, I don't like how there's a lot of straight white men covering my story. We need more diversity. And then every straight white man on the world collectively got upset for no discernible reason. I think she really just wanted to say something like, oh, maybe we should just, you know, have more diversity. And it was really cool when we had a a black uh, reporter who I believe had – was who had a disability of some sort i completely it's losing it's escaping me right now but she had the opportunity to actually interview real arts and it was really a nice interview and she was just really like overall honored to uh be speaking with uh this actress who is doing a great thing and really showcasing that women can be superheroes and i can whine all i want about how it's not wonder woman and you can't outdo wonder woman which you can't, you can't do that, and I, and anyone who tries to, it's just, it just looks silly, in my opinion. But it's like, it's there was a lot of controversy about the fact that it's mainly Disney doing it now because DC did a badass job with Wonder Woman, and if they didn't, then they would be like, well, we're not going to get Black Widow or anyone a movie. But now, like after um, Wonder Woman just kicked so much ass, and everyone was talking about how good that movie is still. For being about a two-year-old movie. And the fact that Marvel's jumping on it more for the fact that like, hey, we're diverse too. More than, oh, it's about time that a female superhero in Marvel Comics got the right movie they deserved. Even though we're all forgetting about Elektra. Because I don't forget. I remember the dark times of superhero movies. I think I deserve my own superhero movie. And it's just me sitting around for two hours every once in a while just watching terrible movies and having everyone out there who wants to complain about the movie landscape now. Remember the actual dark times, people. Remember the actual dark times. When the best movies out, superhero movies out there were Blade. And even those are like, eh, at best now. Except Blade Trilogy, that is an absolutely hilarious movie. Once you get more context about Wesley Snipes and that director, it becomes a better movie for the wrong reasons. But anyway, I don't want to not see Captain Marvel. I don't want to hate Captain Marvel. But there's a part of me that does for a very interesting and stupid reason. And I think Kevin Feige is the reason I hate her right now for a completely different reason. So I don't remember if I actually talked about this, but there was something that I wanted to mention about Captain Marvel. The fact that she sandwiched in between these two movies was to drive home her importance in a different way or a different light. The fact that Captain Marvel in general is a character that we don't really know anything about and... Have I've seen criticisms that she's just really not that interesting of a character. She's kind of boring, which I think is more so just the different tonal shifts between five writers, which why do you have five writers that are completely contrasting in style? First of all, 
And secondly, I think it's just that it's just something that it just seems like they're rushing things. Because if you have Infinity War that kicks so much ass and you want Captain Marvel to be the one who kind of like does a lot of that heavy lifting against Thanos when all the other Avengers couldn't. That's like something that I don't really know how to feel about because she wasn't in the works in a in a prequel sense at all. And the fact that they're trying to push her as like, oh, she's always been around. She's always been in space. She's only been, she's only going to be there when we need her. And I don't know if I'm okay with that because Kevin Feige always claims like, oh, this was always the plan when it wasn't the plan. And like, oh yeah, Captain Marvel. And like, it's like, it just shows that, you know, they didn't plan on Wonder Woman being good. That's the only reason this, this is probably one of the primary reasons this movie exists. And as another olive branch extending from that, we have a whole different kind of can of worms. Since she's sandwiched between these two movies and trying to pass it off as she's always been around with no mention from any of the other superheroes. And the only time that like we probably get something is now that they're trying to make Captain America Winter Soldier like, oh, they kind of connected, right? The last time you trusted someone, you lost an eye. Like, he gets his eyes scratched out by a cat or something. Is that really the only thing you want it to be? And, like, the last time you kind of showcase something cool is that, oh, you trusted a cat and it scratched out your eyes, so now, like, that really awesome statement from the best MCU movie has been reduced to a really stupid throwaway line to a joke. I don't know how to feel about that, to be completely honest with you. So, yeah, that just shows a lot of weird stuff that's going on in the in that kind of context. But the thing I actually have a complaint about was that there's only going to be two ways that this movie is going to work. And neither one of them are positive for long time and short for any Marvel fan, in my opinion. And again, take this with a grain of salt. Maybe they might do this in a perfect way. But I feel like they're only going to do it in these two specific... Um in these very few specific ways. And I understand that there are people out there who are probably thinking, I'm just another douchey white guy who doesn't know anything except the fact that there's a woman superhero and I'm intimidated and upset. That is totally not the case. I, all the women in my life are superheroes. And honestly, I am honored to basically have so many great women in my life. I'm sorry that Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel is not one of those superheroes in my life. It's just a personal preference. I think Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman was a million times better and is actually a true icon. And you can yell at me all you want that I'm a Marvel hater. I'm not. I'm concerned because I've been watching these movies before all y'all did. Yeah, I'm going to pull I'm pulling the hipster card out my ass right now. I watched these movies before they were cool. I watched them when it was just me and like 15 other freaking nerdy guys who had nothing else to do on a Friday. And I forced my mom to come with me because she knows I like superheroes. That was Iron Man 1, folks. Iron Man 2 was in an even crappier movie theater with even less people. 
Thor was just me, my mom, and my dad because nobody talked about Thor. Everyone started talking about the Avengers when I watched all the movies beforehand. And now everyone's all like, oh, I was totally there for Marvel. No, you weren't. Where were you in the movie theater? Because I was there alone for the most part. In most of all those movies. But here's the thing. There are only two options. There's only two answers to Captain Marvel's movie in relation to Endgame. The first one, which is going to be a little insulting to the la- to these veteran actors and actresses and their characters' legacy, that she's going to kick so much ass that Captain America, Iron Man, and all these other heroes that I've grown up with for the last 10 years in almost their own indistinguishable personalities and their characteristics are just not going to be portrayed. They're not going to get a proper closure. They're going to get their ass kicked. Captain Marvel swoops in and just kicks their ass. Kicks Thanos' ass. Which is fine, but it's just... It just showcases that the heroes that were that were teased in 2012 to beat this guy aren't going to beat this guy. And I don't know how to feel about that. I, I honestly think it might be a little heartbreaking when you see it actually unfold and they're like, they're completely useless against this guy still. And yet that's the better ending. The worst thing that can happen to Captain Marvel is that she herself is weakened or or weak in general, which generally makes her entire big appearance or the whole Thanos is so screwed kind of idea null and void. And unfortunately, we live in the dark timeline. And... Kevin Feige just recently said in an interview in IGN on uh, the 18th that they, he assures that Captain Marvel will have an Achilles heel. Of course there will be limitations and there will be Achilles heels. So Captain Marvel is very strong in her movie. Awesome. And now that movie is pointless. It doesn't matter how strong Captain Marvel is going to be in her movie. So says Kevin Feige. Because if she's that powerful in Endgame as she was in her movie, then what are the other heroes going to do? Nothing. They're going to do nothing. And that's the problem. They're going to do nothing. You can't have Robert Downey Jr. cost you almost a billion dollars to put his stupid face in there for a couple hours of filming and be done with it. You have to justify the reason why you paid for these high character, these highbrow actors and actresses because you yourself built them up for 10 years. Not the case with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is just brand new. This will be her second movie. And I don't care about this character. And when she, if she gets killed or she gets hurt, I'm not going to have that emotional connection. Maybe if she showed up in like 
the Guardian movies and then she got her own movie or if she showed up like in some way, shape or form before Tony Stark was like Iron Man or something like and just didn't give a shit. It just it, there's just a lot of things that like you could have done better or rework around the canon a little more than just doing it. And then when you make her so weak or give her an Achilles heel that makes Thanos still reign supreme, that Captain America and Iron Man are the ones who take him down, then what's the point of hyping her up with her own movie? If you're going to just kick her, if you're going to shoot her in the knees in the next appearance she's in. That's why I don't want to go see it, because it's like, I don't want to get attached to a character that's going to be pointless in Endgame. Or I don't want to get attached to a character who's so strong who Thanos is going to give a wedgie to just like the rest of the other Avengers. And I don't know how to feel about the fact that she's kind of going to be pointless. That's just my that's just my kind of two cents about it. And I'm really mad that Kevin Feige, who is consistently just showcasing just why you shouldn't have an idiot in charge of things or just have him say anything that's stupid... But I also want to make sure that I wanted to throw my hat in the ring. And for those who liked Captain Marvel, yeah, that's that's cool. But just understand why I don't. And it's and yeah, I'm not going to see the movie. And I probably have less and less motivation to see it now. More than before. But it's strictly because... Kevin Feige specifically told me... It doesn't matter how cool she was in her own movie... She's kind of pointless in this one. Or she's going to be weakened in this one to give everyone a fair shot at him. Which is not okay. And I don't think that's okay. And I don't think that's a good idea. But we'll just see when Endgame comes out with the tickets ever go on sale. Because we have a little over a month before that movie comes out. Hop to it, guys. I kind of want to pre-order that stuff so I can take my buddy Josh with me. Because I got to get him a birthday present, and that was going to be his birthday present. It was going to be IMAX tickets to uh, Endgame. Come on, guys. Just put them on sale already. So probably I'm going to check my phone when that happens. So when we come back, I do have a couple little things I want to mention. Just other stuff to kind of yell about and spurg about. Because that's just who I am. I am a true spurg. But, of course, this is kind of, again, just a little bit of a little word of warning. That's the closest you'll ever get to a Captain Marvel movie review from Ian Hand. So I hope you guys liked my take on the thing. And I hope I don't make you guys that upset because I really don't want to do that. Just wanted to give you guys a different perspective on things. But when we come back, we'll talk about the dreaded Doomsday Clock. And a nice, cute little segment I like to call Five Minutes of fame. So when we come back, we'll do that. And we'll also find something else in the meantime to do while we go on break. You guys are listening to truth, justice and the Ian hand way on AP radio. I will be right back after these very informative and important messages. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Take care and welcome back. This is Ian hand on truth, justice and the Ian hand way on AP radio. If you're just joining me, which I don't blame you if you are, 
It is 6 o'clock on a Friday, so I don't really blame y'all if you don't really want to listen to me jabber on the entire time. But in case you are now just joining me because this is the first time you've ever stepped foot, my name is Ian Han, and I talk about stuff on uh, this radio station. Pretty anticlimactic. Um, I just got done talking about my pseudo-review of Captain Marvel. Or basically even, yeah, pseudo is actually a pretty uh, uh, accurate uh, term if you actually think about it. But also I talked about the overall things that happened this uh, last week or so. Kind of also playing catch up and I think some of the things I wanted to do is introduce a whole new kind of segment today. So usually I talk about things, but the problem is I like to talk a lot. Obviously, I have an hour show. This used to be two hours. The the live pilot was two hours. That is a lot. Let me tell you what, guys. So, don't take that to heart. So, honestly, it's it was something that I'm like, I can I really talk for two hours? And I can, but should I? Was more the important question, especially when it was supposed to be just about superheroes and comics and stuff. When it turned more into okay. Now I really want to see things go a different direction. And now we have about an hour show, which isn't really that bad. I'm trying to convince my girlfriend if she, cause she's, uh, I'm teaching her to drive. Um, since she just never really had the opportunity to. And, um, I'm hopeful that maybe that she can show up here and we can do some more, uh, shows and stuff. And you can have another voice out here besides my own to fight for the mic's attention. So, <laughs> Hopefully that works out well, and I'm going to talk to her about it a little bit more. But she's uh, currently at work right now. She just started. Um, I'm actually recording in the morning, so it's really sad that, you know, once I'm done with this, my whole day is ahead of me. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is that if you just currently heard these last two minutes, I can ramble a little bit. So, I think I'm going to introduce this new section called Five Minutes in the Spotlight. And the reason I want to do it is that I don't want to talk about something that's really dumb for a long period of time. So I'm going to see how this is going to go. And then maybe I'll have a whole bunch of other dumb things that are in the five minutes of spotlight. Because this is something that I don't like. So why should I talk about it for more than five minutes? Am I right? So I'm getting my stopwatch working. So when we start talking about it, if my phone actually wants to cooperate, there we go. My God. All right. So I got five minutes. Let's see what happens when the timer actually goes off on this thing. This is going to be really fun. Okay. So one, a two, a skiddly diddly do. And we are rolling. We are now going to five minutes. So Jump Force is a really stupid anime arena fighting game that has subpar gameplay at best. At the end of the day, we now finally have a character from Jump Force being revealed for DLC. That character is Seto Kaiba, one of the main rivals of Yugi Moto in the anime and manga Yu-Gi-Oh! Kaiba has been a very famous character for a lot of reasons, specifically for his iconic character, the Blue-Eyes White Dragon. And very similar to Yugi, 
he has the idea that his dual monsters are coming to life on his dual discs. And he's got Blue Eyes and Obelisk the Tormentor is his big monster. The other Egyptian god that Yugi had. So now probably people are probably wondering where's Merrick to complete the set. But I really don't ever want to see Merrick in a game ever. But at the end of the day, it's it's pretty boring. The character looks honestly the best besides the JoJo characters in this game's art style. Which just showcases that they were really focused more on other characters after some pretty negative feedback. And it just doesn't look that great. It's really sad when the when the rival character looks a million times better than the main character of the franchise you're representing. That's just me, though. Ooh, wow. I really don't have anything else to say about this, and it's only been about a minute and a half. Holy crap. I think we can try to keep doing another lightning round of stuff. So, get that shit out of here. We have Doomsday Clock. Number 10 has been, Doomsday Clock is, uh, you know what? You know, never mind. Sorry about that, folks. I was thinking maybe I should just continue talking about it, but like, you know, I think Doomsday Clock deserves more than five minutes because I'm actually going to rant about that for the moment. So, I'm thinking that as long as I have a lot of really random articles to talk about, I'm going to start doing stuff like that. But I wanted the five minutes in the spotlight to be something that is something I kind of want to just not spend too much time about. Honestly, I completely forgot talking about Kaiba. We did. We only got about a little under two minutes of talking about that character. So I want to say that's a job well done for the first uh, five minutes of fame or five minutes in the spotlight, whichever one we're talking about. Hey, I have that in my house. Anyway, so hopefully we uh, have a... I have some more fun with that later on. We can do some more lightning round stuff. Hopefully it'll be better with another person. Again, like I'm going to try to see if I can get someone else to uh, do some more lightning round stuff with me. That'd be really cool. Or maybe we can even have someone call us. That'd be awesome, right? So... News it or lose it. Okay. So Doomsday Clock. For those who are very unfamiliar with me as a person or me on this show... You guys should know by now. You guys uh, would know that I love DC. Their comics are amazing. And one of my favorite comics of all time was the 1986's Watchmen, a 12 issue miniseries documenting some pretty screwed up characters with some pretty screwed up problems. They were originally supposed to be DC characters that we all know and love, like The Question, Blue Beetle, Captain Adam, and such. But since they couldn't get the rights, they decided to create completely brand new and unique characters to the overall mythos. That were able to challenge us in a whole different way and really showed a different kind of interesting world. And I was very excited to be that guy to read it when I was at the humble age of 12 years old. That really helped shape my overall love for comic books in general. I love the movie adaptation. I love the really terrible video game. And I love the prequel comics that were kind of not really authorized by Alan Moore. At the end of the day, I really enjoyed them, and they were really fun. Everything Watchmen is kind of my thing. So when the sequel was coming out by, I don't even really want to say talented writer Jeff Johns, more like guy who likes to put a million things on his plate, Jeff Johns, decided to uh, create a 12-issue monthly series 
documenting the sequel to Watchmen and really helping to unravel the history of the DC Universe as we know it. Showcasing that there are a lot of cool things going on. Dr. Manhattan might be the guy behind the apparent reimagined history and not Flashpoint, which was really kind of an interesting uh, phenomenon, to say the least. But what gets to me is the amount of ridiculous delays that this entire comic series has seen, and I think I might actually be that guy to count how many times each and every issue was delayed. The first two to three issues were actually coming out on a monthly basis, and then they became bi-monthly, which even then wasn't enough time for this guy to write just 32 freaking pages a month or two. Honestly, there are people out there who... I wasn't shown in Jump in Japan, like, weekly, and that and those guys write and draw their own shit. So I think there's something that we call no excuse. I mean, yeah, no excuse. I think that's I think that's the word I'm looking for. I'm not trying to say that Japan we should be modeling off our uh, practices like Japan because those guys are encouraged to work themselves to death. But come on, if those guys can actually produce award-winning and very popular manga in a week. I think you guys can do it in two months. Maybe maybe prioritize your stuff because Jeff Johns recently said that this was actually a really important thing to him and he hasn't forgotten about it. I guess he forgot about that interview because Doomsday Clock number 10 has been pushed back to In Our Hearts All Along. And if you're not familiar with that day of the year, that's because that day doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> Doomsday Clock number nine was delayed seven times. And I am counting the initial bi-monthly stick, but it was delayed six additional times. And for no really discernible reason except for the fact that he just didn't want it to be late and have people get upset. So delaying it at the 11th hour every so often for like six or seven times to actually, you know, actually write and start writing it and probably finish it in time. It just showcases a lot of things that I have a problem with this entire industry, uh, specifically this guy, because he keeps showcasing like, oh, I can't wait to talk about my Green Lantern comic. I bet that thing's getting delayed or if that's the priority, I'm going to be really mad because nobody likes Hal Jordan. If you want to write a good green lantern comic write any other green lantern or make a new one stop using hal jordan nobody likes hal jordan and then trying to be like oh the three jokers miniseries that's never going to happen because he hasn't finished this miniseries come on 12 issues isn't that hard to do if it's 32 pages of like a story with a plot and stuff and you're throwing like random crap in it then that's totally a different story and Doomsday Clock 9 was actually really good. It finally picks up the story that we were waiting eight other issues to get to, which is, I just think is just really bad that you're trying to copy the entire Watchmen style, basically giving us six issues to kind of really lazily build up the actual story we're in. And then, why issue seven or eight, you're finally going to talk about the story that we've been waiting for since issue one. There's a thing about building up tension and then just boring us with it. Make up your mind a little more often. Jeez. I don't know what else to say. It's just ridiculous. So issue 9 is great. And then it was originally anticipated that in April, on April 10th, issue 10 is supposed to come out. Which is just kind of funny when you think about 10 and 10. But 
Obviously, Jeff Johns thought it was cute to push it back to a date that does not exist. The original... The original thing, it was pushed back from March 27th, which is actually a week from today when I'm filming, I'm sorry, recording, to April 3rd, and now it's been pushed back to the 10th. It's been released to the ambiguous release date and pushed back to In Our Hearts All Along. And then he decides to go into saying that Doomsday Clock was never meant to be an actual comic book series published on a rigid schedule. It's always been right there inside us the whole time. Hey, um, remember when I said this was a 12-issue monthly series as it was advertised back in, um, I want to say, September or October of 2017? And then uh, he switched it to bi-monthly. You know what those are called? Rigid schedules. Jeff Johns is basically just being a lazy piece of crap and... Basically just telling us that, oh, yeah, remember when I said that? You're wrong. I never said that. Trying to gaslight us into thinking that, oh, yeah, we never agreed to the idea of Doomsday Clock was going to be on a rigid schedule, even though it was on a rigid schedule. We never meant that to happen because, you know, we don't want it to be a normal comic book or get any sales for it or anything. This was supposed to be a cool comic series. If anything, it's become more of a just annoying thing. But when you think it just couldn't have been more annoying or he could have been more obnoxious you are wrong because issue 11 has been pushed back to when monkeys fly out our butts i would love to say something else but you know i'm quoting him directly and then doomsday clock 12 has been set to come out in time and space are meaningless constructs created by humanity in a futile attempt to understand the fleeting nature of life I feel like I kind of want to create the physical embodiment of time and bash his head over with it. I know that sounds rough and very violent, but I'm very upset by all this crap. He thinks he can just say what he wants and be completely okay with it. It just shows the overall audacity that he thinks that, oh, they'll still buy it. Now I want this book to be a lot more on sale. I want DC or comic book stores in general to just purposely sell this a lot cheaper because people are, I'm just tired of paying full price or something that no one cares when it comes out. It just shows that this is why this is the book that got me back into reading comics because I didn't, I refused to read comics for almost a decade because there was because before Crisis on Infinite or before New 52, there was just so much continuity and so much bullcrap that was tied to all of this. And then when they rebooted it, they rebooted it so terribly by showcasing that issue number one and Damian Wayne is still Robin rather than Dick Grayson being reverted back to Robin or just showcasing that, oh, yeah, Batman still had all his Robins in like 10 years now rather than in a bigger span of time. OK, that makes a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. It's stupid. All the Batman villains in issue one of the New 52 exist in that universe already with really no explanation showcasing that Batman's been around for 10 years even though this is issue number fucking one. See how well that sounds? Then DC Rebirth came around and because of Doomsday Clock, I checked up stuff like Red Hood and the Outlaws, the Batman Beyond series, and then I expanded to a complete series of Justice League of America Rebirth. 
And now I'm even expanding to Justice League Odyssey and Young Justice. And I still think I might be, if there's another good comic series that come out soon after that, I'm excited. I would love it if this Rorsch, if the new Rorschach stuck around and he had his own series in this universe. Really kind of parrying the question in a different way, but a different kind of light about it. I'm excited, but this specific stuff like this is making me less and less excited for something that got me back into comics. I just want him to understand that I have feelings, damn it. (laughs) And he's really hurting them. He's making me hate the comic book industry. And if anything, it just showcases that independent publishers, I think, should get a lot more credit than they're given. Oh, when's the next issue coming out? How about you ask a guy who has almost limited, unlimited resources to get a freaking comic book published monthly, but he's just too busy sitting on his ass waiting to see just how long he can make people wait and scream about it. This is the problem I have with this world, folks. Give it a list. Give this more than just a. Just give this more than just something to showcase. That I might be mad at the MCU for being really ridiculous and jokey at times, but at least the movies come out when they're supposed to come out, not being delayed until the end of time or the construct of the reality of life or whatever the hell he just said. I deleted the freaking interview already because screw that guy. Anyway, I think it's time to leave it on a happy note with Mortal Kombat a video game series that involves you ripping people's heads off and basically eating them. That I can get behind, especially by how just anger-inducing the 2019 has been so far. Mortal Kombat has been the best part about 2019 next to frickin' Egg Boy. So, Mortal Kombat took a week off from the overall stream of things, and there will be a combat cast later on today. We have no idea that we have no idea uh, who might be inbound. We have um, some really interesting ideas. I'm excited because we have three potential characters who might be on the combat cast today at 3 p.m. And the characters will be uh, either Kotal Khan, Aaron Black, or Rain. Now, the first two have been shown that really big bastard of a leak that NetherRealm Studios had launched to us, which is all fine and dandy. Um, again, I really hope that they caught that guy because he's a dick. Or she. It could be either. You're a dick regardless. And I think it's really um, safe to say that I don't really know how to feel, but um, later on, about uh, 3 p.m., or 2 p.m., I forget exactly, I'm excited to say, I'm excited at the very least, that there will be the potential of of these two, of these three characters. Colcon and uh, Aaron Black have been showcased um, in the story trailer, and Aaron Black was 100% confirmed to be playable through the actual shots of the game even though he was the one doing fatality stuff, but they did eventually kind of confirm he was obviously coming back. Kotal Khan is another character who was shown in the story trailer, but now it's been confirmed he's officially becoming a character, which is awesome because I think Kotal Khan's a really great idea. I just really wish I was good with him or even learn how to play him at all. 
But Andrea, who is also Aztec, also loves the idea that she has an Aztec character coming back. She derived from an Aztec uh, civilization. So that's super cool that I'm actually dating an Aztec goth who I'm going to marry one day. But I'm not. I'm afraid on who she's going to sacrifice me to, either her sun god or the goddess of death. That's really contradictory, I know. That's I live in constant fear, everybody. And I love it every second of the day. So, with those two characters, but the idea that Rain might be a potential character, even if he is teased as DLC or is shown to be confirmed as DLC, since there was a little fun thing on Twitter showcasing that Rain has been confirmed, even though he was not part of the initial leak, it would be really cool to see that Part of that league is wrong, but we get both Noob and Rain in the base game of the DLC, a base game instead of having one character be DLC. I am extremely excited, and if they actually start showcasing that he is DLC, it's just more of a reason for me to get the game and try to get the actual uh, fuller edition so I can have a character that I really like and play as. But that's really besides the point. I'm um, really stoked. So... Hopefully we might actually get a chance to see it later on today. I kind of wish that uh, I did my show uh, tomorrow and I recorded my show tomorrow so I can give you a little bit more of uh, speculations. But I think that uh, Aaron Black and Kotal Khan will be very similar to how they played in X, but they might have some new stuff. But at the end of the day, they might actually have some more... They might have other things to uh, at their disposal in their toolbox and stuff. And I'm really excited to be like, yay, Mortal Kombat stuff. Since besides Egg Boy, this has been the only thing that's been making me uh, not want to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, you heard me right. I live in Chicago, and I would drive to the Brooklyn Bridge to jump off it. That's how like great 2019's been in general for me. But obviously, we can't talk about stupid stuff like that. Obviously, I'm fine. It's just, you know, stress is not fun. But we'll um I do have some other good news. I um I've officially had my shows podcasted. Yay to the like one or two people listening live. We have officially uh start I've officially been able to be submitted by the boss man and his uh other boss and by the boss men. And we basically have um been po- I've officially been podcasted. I have a couple questions to still work things out, but we submitted it, I believe it was Monday or Sunday when we submitted it, and two to three business days, which I believe that this would be the second or the third business day. I don't know exactly when he submitted it, but probably um, by the end of uh, this week specifically, this show will be always podcasted on Sunday. And I'm pretty sure that they will be either under AP Radio or they will be under Truth, Justice, in the Ian Hand way. I kind of wanted to ask that, but I just kind of thought about asking it now. But I am officially getting my podcast out there, so maybe search up for Truth, Justice, in the Ian Hand way. I believe I'm available on iTunes and Google Play. So that's something I'm really happy about. So now you guys have literally no excuse for missing out on my shows. I really hope you guys uh, listen to them. They're really fun, and I really like doing this every week, and I just hope that uh, someone out there understands the amount of uh, time I'm putting into these because this is something that I think has been a big passion of mine for quite some time, 
And if you just keep passing it around, I would love to be a featured uh, track one day. And hopefully the more people we listen to and stuff like that, we can get more people in. We can maybe increase the uh, budget for my shows because I still have some ideas that I want to start implementing a little bit more. And I know we're kind of limited, but eventually we might get some more. Uh, we might get some cameras and do like the actual live stream or do something that might record it or something. It depends on how we really feel. Again, I might actually bring my uh, fiance onto the show, and we might start talking about stuff, which will be really fun to have another person to bounce ideas off of, who is also really big into the same stuff that I am into. Since she's also going to uh, C2E2 this Friday, that'll be something that we also can talk about. That would be awesome. So I can't wait to actually talk to her about that. So maybe I might actually have her on the phone with me on a Monday. That'd be really cool. Hopefully I can talk to her and we can just have some stuff out there. Talk to her about her C2E2 experience and we can talk a little bit more about it. I'm a, I still have some ideas in the works and maybe next week if we don't get... Talk to uh, my uh, girl, my wife, fiance, wife, whatever you want, whatever you want to call her, just call her Andrea. If I can't talk to her specifically about the idea about CTWT, we might have some ideas about just what I might want to bring into the show a little bit more. And since I'll be podcasting and stuff, we'd be able to actually get away with some more uh, fun stuff. So I'm excited to kind of be a little bit more in a digital age and get out there a little bit more. I will be, of course, at Twitter, on Twitter, and basically bitching about this. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Ian Hand, I-A-N-H-A-N-D, 11, the number 11, at Twitter.com. I uh, have a pretty hard follow of 14 people, which is uh, pretty cool, I guess, but I would love to always have more. So drop a line, drop a message, and uh, if you want to send me a tweet or tweet at me saying what you would rather see in the show or what you would want to see more of in the show, please let me know in the uh, comments or let me know in the overall description, in, in any tweet at me or just, you know, just if you want to come and scream at me saying that I'm a terrible person for not liking Captain Marvel or something, let's have a conversation, guys. I can't wait. So, besides that, always follow AP Radio at our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at AP Radio, the number two, at both the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram accounts. We love doing what we're doing, and if you guys want to come out here to do some recordings, always drop us up an email at info.apradio.net. And info... Hang on. <laughs> I gotta find that uh, proper email. Is it right there? No. But of course, always look at us on our website at www.apradio.net. We will eventually be uh, being searched out there. We're just looking for more content. So if you guys want to see me do something more music-based or something a little bit more not talk all the time, let me know, and I'll uh, try to see if I can find some cool stuff to uh, listen to music-wise. All right, guys. Well, I'm almost done for the day. I hope you guys had a really fun time. And all in all, just forget don't forget to uh, eat your vegetables and stuff like that. They're really good for you. If you can't do them, drink a V8. That's the most helpful advice I can give you guys for the week. Because I don't know what else to say. The world's on fire, and I guess that's the way I like it, because I'll never get bored. I had a quote smash mouth at the end there. Because I ran out of things to talk about. But hey, you've been listening to AP Radio... 
And I am Ian Hand on Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. I will see you guys next Friday, and maybe I will learn how to end a show more properly next time. See you guys later.